Welcome to this episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it's Boise State head coach Gordy Presnell. Gordy has been at Boise State for 14 seasons, has led them to their third straight NCAA tournament where they are going to be a 13 seed taking on Oregon State in the first round. And he's done an incredible job. Been in the business for over 30 years, has won over 600 games, and he has been at two institutions. That's it. Boise State and Seattle Pacific University. So I'm looking forward to chatting with him. I'm looking forward to talking to him about his his career. I know his time at Seattle Pacific was unique. They were uh, really underfunded, so he had to work some side jobs. So I want to talk to him about that. Uh, talk to him about the program he's built at Boise State and uh, a team that's that's really good. So we'll get him on the phone right now and be right back. This is the Jump Round. Hey, it's Blake. Uh, this is usually where the next bumper music comes on and the interview starts. But uh, unfortunately, uh, something ridiculous happened. And I don't even know what it was, but I uh, finished my conversation with Gordy. That was great. Uh, hung up with them, saved the file as I always do. And uh, literally right in the middle uh, of the interview, uh, just half the files just got deleted and I uh, can't get them back. So I uh, just want to give you a heads up that this interview is uh, much shorter than it usually is because it got cut off in the middle of a conversation. Um, so uh, just know that Gordy's going to be in the middle of a funny story. We're going to be laughing and then it's just going to stop. And I'll come back on on the back end and kind of fill in what we went over. Uh, super unfortunate. I'm really, really sorry. Uh, again, uh, done nearly, I think, 70 episodes of the jump around and uh, haven't had this happen before. So apologies to Boise State, but talking to their SID, Aaron, uh, he's been great through this. I think there's a lot of really good information still in there, and, and Gordy was great. So still going to put it out there, even though we lost some of it. So just want to give you a heads up here uh, on the front end. So uh, I will now step away, and we'll let you listen to what we recorded. This is the jump around. And welcome back to the Jump Around. And joining me, it is Boise State head coach Gordy Presnell. Coach, thanks so much for for joining. Another great season for you all. Twenty eight and four, sixteen and two, heading to your third straight NCAA tournament as a thirteen seed. Thanks so much for the time, and congrats to you and your team. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having us on your show. Yeah, well, I want to get into obviously your team and and the success that you've had. But uh, for people who don't know you, you have a a unique story in regards of, I heard you say it on another a podcast one day, but you said it so well. Coaching is a very nomadic job where you, you roam around and you've been at two places your entire career, which is pretty remarkable, obviously at Boise State, but 18 years at Seattle Pacific. Um, you, you're aware, obviously, of how unique that is, but um, can you even kind of talk us through that time at Seattle Pacific and um, how it was that you were you, you stayed there for nearly 20 years? Sure. You know, I was a school teacher for uh, uh, about two years, and a guy that I had played for uh, was working on the men's side at Seattle Pacific, and I needed to get my master's degree, so I went over there uh, as a grad assistant. And uh, as, the, as the basketball season approached, um, I had been a high school boys coach, and uh, – the women's job opened up uh, due to some 
some issues and, and like a week before the first game and they had no one to do it. And, uh, so, uh, uh, I volunteered and I did it and it was one of the most, uh, fun times I've ever had. Even looking back now that first year was, was really fun. We had one scholarship and we divided it, uh, about, uh, oh, 11 ways. And, and, uh, uh, it was four and five to a room, and then I got a room to myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy. I remember we were playing up at uh, up in Alaska, and the heat broke down in the, in, in the hotel. So we had one little heater. We we had four rooms for it. We each, each each person got it for for about a about an hour. So anyway, those were the old days, and we went everywhere by vans. And uh, uh, I was there for eighteen years and had a great uh, great run there. Really, really enjoyed my time. And then always had a kind of a longing to get back to Idaho and where I was raised on an Indian reservation in northern Idaho. And uh, the Boise State uh, position opened up and uh, I was selected. And so I'm in my 14th year here, 32 years that are coaching women's basketball and uh, have really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, before we get away from Seattle Pacific, uh, you had another you had a side job while you were there. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, uh when women's basketball was getting going kind of in the eighties, there wasn't a lot of money. And so I loaded ice cream trucks. And, uh, so I would uh, go to work at nine at night and, uh, get off at six and you'd, <laughs> you'd load those ice cream trucks till your, uh, uh, eyelids throw shut. And, uh, <laughs> and you go outside and get a break. And as soon as they, as soon as they uh, water down and everything, you go right back in the freezer and, and uh, we just dreaded a hot day in the summertime because uh, sure. we knew there'd be a lot of ice cream sure. going out. And uh, uh, anyway, long story short, yeah, I did that, and then and then I, I, I uh, uh, was worked as a basketball coach part time. So uh, that was a, that was a long time ago. There were some really good memories there, but boy. Uh, a lot of us in those days, especially in the women's basketball side, really paid our dues. Yes, I was going to say you. You've clearly, yeah, you, you've taken your lumps and, and certainly have earned everything you've gotten. Uh, when you take over Boise State, um, you really did kind of have success right off the bat. Uh, as soon as you got there, uh, your second year uh, went to the NCAA tournament. Then you in the NIT the next year. Um, did you, when you took the Boise State job, did you envision having that type of success right off the bat? Uh, I was real fortunate. They'd had a rough go here, but um, the, the coach that was on her way out had recruited a great class. And so I walked into a bunch of freshmen. Uh, I think we had about nine people on the team, and um, we had a great run with that first group. And I was just real, real fortunate uh, that uh, those guys uh, bought into what we were trying to do and the changes that we were trying to make. And uh, that was a lot of fun. We were in the WAC back then yep. and uh, and uh, had a good run there. And then, uh, gradually our our, uh, our school moved over to the Mountain West. Yeah. Well, and you've uh, continued your success in the Mountain West uh, and – with with the program that you you have built, I know you've made an effort to to continuously try to build a stronger non conference schedule. Um, you, you had Louisville this year towards the beginning of the season, and, and I know you guys have been trying. You've you I guess you've been viewing yourself a little bit more as a hey, 
we like to position ourselves to be in this tournament even if we don't win the Mountain West. Um, I know you're a bit disappointed with your seeding so far, uh, or one, one that came out for this year, uh, but w- what can you say about the way that you have built your program to where you're not just happy getting in the dance once in a while, but you're, you're a team that thinks, hey, we can be in here every year, basically. Sure. Um, we try to build our program with a core group, and you, know, you, you look at different models, and you look at the Gonzaga men's basketball model, and then when I first got the job here at Boise State, Sue Morrill, a legendary men's coach, was at Utah State, and he, he built his his teams and and uh, uh, Coach Few up at Gonzaga have built their teams with great, great, strong core groups, and then they add transfers and they add support to it, and that's kind of what we tried to copy that model a little bit. Obviously, we're not as successful those two teams have been, but we're, we've tried to copy that model and. And then along with that, all of that, we were really into goal setting and okay. that kind of thing. And, and then you, and then you add, you know, hopefully a little, a little bit more difficult, uh, preseason schedule every day. And you just kind of keep throwing bricks, uh, on the wall and try to grow in every area. And this year, uh, we did try to increase uh, the level of our schedule and we ended up finishing with a 39 RPI, but, uh, obviously, uh, we would have liked to have gotten a neutral site game the first one, but hey, you know, we're in the tournament and we'll give it our best shot and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, do you mind getting into the goal setting a little bit more? Because I feel like a lot of coaches I've brought on have kind of gotten away from setting goals. So what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of things do you set? What kind of benchmarks do you guys have? Sure. We, um, goal setting is a tradition in our program. And so they get a goal board, a goal board and uh, they go through, we go through a whole goal setting uh, deal. And usually... Uh, the beginning of it is what they can bring, you know, like effort and that kind of thing. And then what they can do together, it's another line of the goal board, like accountability. Uh, and then we have specific goals like 3.3 GPA, community service, um, all those kind of things. And then we build a scheme around the goal board. So every goal board is different. And the tradition that we have is if your goal board uh, if you get a, a, a championship, then you, your goal board hangs in our uh, locker room facility. We have a beautiful locker room facility uh, forever. And if you, if you don't win a championship, then it comes down. And we've won nine championships. So uh, the, this year's goal board, we set everything around. We felt like we had great depth. And so we took the Greek, Greek word for strength. I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> and so that's been the theme. Uh, it's called Strength in Numbers. And our whole goal board situates around that. And so it usually starts out with what you bring, what you can do together with your teammates, and then what the specific goals are. And we put them on, and we use that theme. That, like I said, this year's theme was a Greek word for strength and numbers yeah. and an emblem. And so we theme it every year. And so every goal board is different, but the kids are really proud of it, and they're proud of it when they get to come back and that championship board yeah, that's a pretty cool concept. Is that something you've always done from the get-go, or did you develop that over time? Uh, it's just kind of something that we've developed over time, and, and it's just it's a visual, and it's something we have it uh, in our uh, in our film room, and it's something that they see every day that, that they're accountable to. And uh, so this year, uh, like I said, it was a, it was a Greek word, and uh, we did all our goals around. When, when we won our league championship in the regular season, that meant that uh, they get to have that board up for, for good. And so then they, we had a little ceremony. Uh, each kid went up and signed the, 
sign the gold board and it, it's yeah. there permanently. So pretty cool. Uh, it's just kind of a fun thing that we've done a tradition and and, and that's something that kids get pretty excited about. Yeah, that's it's pretty neat. Um, you have had a um, pretty you have a pretty good coaching tree of former players of yours that are are now. Uh, in the college ranks themselves, uh, J.R. Payne, Lynn Roberts. And we actually I had Lynn on not not too terribly long ago, and she told me about how you uh, you kicked her off that Seattle Pacific team. Uh, was that is that uh, is that something she continuously brings up to you? Uh, yeah, Lynn was kind of, of a pain in the rear <laughs> player. And, uh, <laughs> um, she uh, yeah, you know, we were having spring workouts and. and uh, for some reason, had an ankle problem, couldn't make spring workout. And then I heard that she'd uh, played on an intramural uh, soccer team. So I went and asked her if she played intramural soccer instead of coming to spring workout. And she said that she only played goalie because her ankle was letter. So then I went one step farther and I went to the intramural office and found that uh, statistically, statistically she'd scored three goals. And so, uh, Lynn's, Lynn's uh, sophomore year, first semester, she became player manager. And, uh, yeah, she uh, she had to do some managerial duties, a lot of sweeping, that kind of thing. And, and uh, yeah, Lynn and I went around and around a few times. I'm really, really proud of her career, uh, just like J.R. Payne and Jamie Craighead and uh, some of those guys that I've gotten to be part of their lives in a lot of fun. That's a great story. I mean, that's one of my favorite stories I've discovered over my, my time of doing these podcasts. Uh, it's, that's pretty funny. Um, another story, if you will indulge me, uh, that also made me laugh, uh, just because I know you're okay now, but was your, your tooth debacle this season? Yeah, you know, um, we were having some tooth problems on the team and and then I had a couple staff members that had some tooth problems and, and I was just giving them about a hard time about being lightweight and everything and then for some reason my wife made popcorn balls for Christmas and we're not big popcorn ball people but I took my first bite into one and my tooth broke and it hurt so bad oh, because the nerves are right there oh, you know so yeah. Anyway, long story short, I go to the dentist and they fix a, uh, uh, a just a temporary one and they put it in there. And so I'm fine. I'm doing okay. And, and I am a little bit of a lightweight also. But anyway, we're playing the University of Washington uh, in December, I believe, uh, over in uh, Alaska Airlines or Heckhead or whatever they call their sport now. And uh, it's like five minutes before the game, and I'm talking to my assistant, and that dang tooth breaks. And it broke completely, and I, and I took it out, and I, I just stuck it in my pocket, and it hurt so bad. <laughs> and every time I would breathe in, I would get zinged and by the nerves. And uh, so anyway, I'm, in, I'm, I'm trying to stay involved in the game, but every time I, I breathe in, I get zinged, and and I, at one point, I sent the kid into the game, Riley Luper, one of our best players, and she's already on the floor. I'm yelling at her to be on the floor. <laughs> I know, right? Like, the worst part to have that conversation cut off. Ugh, I'm bummed, uh, and I'm really sorry. Uh, long story short, they won the game. He made a joke about how coaching clearly doesn't matter, um, but... Lots of good information there from Gordy. Uh, something else I feel compelled to, to share that he, he was talking about me that did get cut off was about his team's mentality when adversity comes. 
Um, so, for instance, he'll say, hey, we're going to go play at Oregon. There's going to be 12,000 people there cheering against you. And his team says, good. Uh, hey, you know, there's going to be Pac-12 officials for our game in the NCAA tournament. Good. And that's how they respond to it. They say, good, bring it on. Let's have it. And I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm bummed you didn't get to hear it in his own words, but a pretty cool mindset and a really good program uh, he has built at Boise State. And best of luck to them in the NSA tournament this year. Uh, I appreciate you listening to the jump around. Uh, whether it's your first time, you listen to every episode, it's appreciated. I, again, I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, just, it's never happened and it's unfortunate. But if you listen uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, whatever. Uh, thank you. If you listen on iTunes, if you could leave a rating review, that's appreciated. I'm on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis, and until next time, this is The Jump Round.